Have you ever wondered how to get started with Bible study? Maybe you think that you've been in church for a really long time, so you should already know how this whole Bible study thing works. Well, let me tell you that you're not alone and Bible study does have a learning curve. Today, I'm so excited to share this special interview that I did with my dad two years ago. We talk about getting started with Bible study, what that time looks like, and different resources that you can use for your own personal Bible study time. My name is Eva Kabashik, and this is the Bible Study Made Simple podcast. Let's get into the interview. Welcome to our bonus interview for the Bible Study Summit. I am so excited today to introduce you guys to my dad, uh, Pastor Steve uh, from the River Church Community. Um, he planted that church how many years ago now? It's uh, 13, almost 14. 13 years ago. Okay, yeah. and then he was a youth pastor for how many years before? 25, 25 years. Was 25 years. Youth and music for 25 years in a traditional church and then started the river in uh, 2006. And it's the first time that uh, I became, I was the lead dog. I was the, the pastor. So most of my, most of my, most of my ministry career has been in traditional church and youth ministry specifically. That's awesome. So um, I'm really excited because my dad was actually who taught me how to study the Bible. So I'm excited that we get to talk about Bible study together today um, with you all. So I think this is going to be fun. So um, what, how did you end up getting started in ministry? Like why did you decide, I think that's going to be a good idea. Uh, that was totally and completely not my plan. My plan was uh, I wanted to be Smokey Bear. Okay. I worked uh, for the forest service for a year and uh, that was what I thought I wanted to do. I came back home and went to, uh, went to school for a year uh, to study, trying to get some basics out of the way so I could get to forestry, uh, some kind of forestry degree. And I went on a youth trip um, and to Glorieta, New Mexico, and it was an incredible encounter with God. I heard him speak as plainly as I'm talking to you right now. I want you in full-time Christian ministry. And that just was not on my radar. I threw me for a loop. And so through a series of God just confirming steps, it was an amazing thing. I wound up in seminary. Uh, and um, uh, went to Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, which was the largest uh, seminary, Christian seminary in the world at the time. And just you know, took off from there, I guess. So does that make make sense? Yeah, that's really cool. So um, how did you study the Bible before you went to seminary much? Or so did you learn how to study the Bible in seminary? Or? Okay, so this is kind of calm. This is okay. I grew up in a I grew up in a Christian home. My earliest memory is uh, sitting in my daddy's lap and him working with me to memorize John three sixteen. I remember that clearly just, um, <clears throat> I was probably four or five at the time. And, uh, but it wasn't until I was 13 or 14 that I made a decision to follow Christ on my own. 
And uh, coming from a Southern Baptist background, they're very intentional about salvation, but not so much on uh, discipleship and follow up. And so I made my decision to follow Christ and no one that I can recall took me by the hand and said, this is what it takes to feed your Christian spirit. This is what, this is what is necessary for you to grow as a Christian, which is our spiritual disciplines, how to pray, how to read the Bible. It's just kind of in that tradition. It was just, it's just assumed that you know that you're supposed to do that. That didn't take, and I didn't, follow the assumption. Okay. And so I'm in my last, last semester at seminary and I'm taking a class called, uh, 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 youth discipleship, how to make disciples, uh, in your youth group. And Dr. Black is teaching and there's a, uh, a, a youth spiritual journey notebook that we are walking through that we're supposed to be and it all talked about having a quiet time and how to you know and you're supposed to lead youth into having this quiet time and and I'm like how in the world am I supposed I I didn't even know how to do this myself now I had been told I had been told from day one in seminary that you need to be investing in your own spiritual uh in your own spiritual growth as much as uh, is preparing for messages, past, preaching, and that kind of thing. But that still, I'm just dumb as a rock, evidently. That didn't, that didn't make any sense to me either. And so um, when Dr. Black said, this is how you have a quiet time, I realized that I was not doing that. And I took that youth spiritual journey notebook and began to just digest it myself. And began to establish a daily habit of having a quiet time. And it was a struggle for me um, to have a daily spiritual habit of spending time with God. And what I mean by have a struggle is I would be great for about three days and they'd get thrown off track and forget for four. And then I would come back to my thing, feeling so guilty. Oh God, I'm so sorry. I'm such a terrible Christian. I, uh, you know, I, and that pattern went on for years, I guess. Uh, until somewhere along the way, and I don't know exactly the turning point in all of this, but the turning point when I came, whenever I realized that God was not a God of rules and regulations, but a God of love and grace and just wanted to spend time with me. Now, when you're friends, when you miss two or three days with your friends, your friends don't go, oh, you're a bad friend because you didn't come, you know, they don't do that. Well, if God is a friend, and he is, his, uh, he's not shaking the finger at you if you miss a couple of days. Uh, he's not upset with you because you didn't check in. He's not going to discipline you because you missed your discipline. It's, he's like, welcome home. Welcome back. Hey, I've been wanting to talk to you, that kind of thing. And so that was a turning point for me uh, in my evolution, my growth as a Christian, and my own spiritual disciplines. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's really cool. So maybe more than you wanted to know, but that's my story. I'm sticking. No, to it. I love it. I, I remember um, 
growing up, you always talked about, you taught very intentionally how to have a quiet time. And I like how that's come out of your story of not knowing how to have a quiet time. So that's really cool. Um, yeah, well, I, it's just important. It's not, that's not one of those things that um, is on everybody's radar. Okay, well, I go to church. That makes me a Christian. No, it does not. It does not make you a Christian. What makes you a Christian is your relationship to Christ and, and the, the strength of your spiritual walk, the strength of your faith is based on the amount of time that you spend with God. And so uh, just going to church, that's not it. Okay, the, 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 evidence of your, the evidence of your salvation is borne out in the way that you walk and talk and the way that you, the way that you live every day, walking and talking with God. That's really cool. Now that sounds like works too. I don't mean it to be, but, but at the same time, there's a, there's a balance between, there's a, <laughs> there's a balance between discipline and grace, yeah. but it, at the same time, God's not holding it over your head. Does yeah, I think, I think that there's a lot of things that are like a balance between two things, but they can be both at the same time. And I think that's hard for our minds to wrap around. But I think that the more we do spend time in the word and the more we do spend time getting to know God, those things become more um, easier to accept in our lives. Yeah, and, and I think that... Uh, the more that I have found this to be true, the more that I, the more I, time I spend with God, the more time I want to spend with God. Oh, I like that. Now that's, um, and I can miss three or four days and go. And I can't remember. There was one guy who says, if you miss, uh, if you miss one day, God knows. If you miss two days, you know, if you miss three days, your family knows. Hmm. Uh, it just kind of, there's a filtering that pretty soon people can tell whether you are or you aren't spending time with God. I don't know what that That's has to do with anything, but I just, but again, the more time you spend with God, the more time you want to spend with God. Yeah. It affects, it affects everything. That's correct. That's correct. So what does your daily Bible study routine look like? Uh, it is the first thing, um, it's the first thing of the day. It's the, I have to have coffee and Jesus at the same time. Um, and uh, I follow a Bible plan. I'm, uh, I'm a big proponent in uh, following. Uh, uh, I used version, the Bible app, the devotion there. I have two going at all times. One of them is a devotional plan where I'm learning. Somebody says something about it. But then at the same time, uh, I'm reading the Bible straight through. Uh, from beginning to, you know, I'm doing it chronologically, I guess. And, um, well, I'm part of your chronological thing. There, yeah. Anyhow. Okay. So, um, so, uh, so yeah, so I have both of those going on at the, at the same time. Um, and it starts my day outright. I'm not a morning person. Um, and this all came about, I was pretty haphazard. Uh, in the way that I started this, but uh, in the uh, late 90s, I guess it was, uh, I was at a very low point in my own life, and I took um, a bunch of uh, 
kids to the very the the second annual passion conference okay um and it was in austin austin texas there were maybe I don't know, 6,000 kids there at that time. It's phenomenal to see what that thing has grown into at this time. But um, uh, I went and it was a, that was a life-changing moment for me. And I came back with a greater realization for everything that God had given up for me. Mm. And uh, I wanted to give up for him. I wanted to give back in some way. I wanted to sacrifice. It was uh, I, became a, I became aware of the fact that through Jesus, no longer are goats and bulls necessary to demonstrate your um, devotion to God, that that was taken care of in Jesus, that Jesus was the ultimate sacrifice. But I still wanted to give something up. I still felt like it necessary to demonstrate. And so I came back and I said, okay, God, here's the deal. Uh, I'm going to give you the thing that I value the most, and that is sleep. And I began that year uh, waking up at 5.30 in the morning. Now, that's so very difficult for me, so very difficult, because I am not a morning person. Uh, I am not a... um, I just don't function well. When I first get out of bed, I don't want you to talk to me. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to verbalize anything. I'm just a slow mover. And so I got up and I said, okay, God, here it is. Uh, I'm going to get up and I'm going to give you the first hour of the day. Now, whether you take that whole hour or not, that's fine, but I'm going to give that first hour to you. So I'd get up, I'd make coffee. Me and the dog would go get the paper. I'd let the dog out to do his business. We'd come back inside. Coffee would be done. I would sit down with my Bible and my journal, and I would write everything down. I wrote down observations. I wrote down my prayers. Journaling is very big for me. And so um, uh, that, that was the beginning of a habit that just has progressed into the very same thing today. I still wake up. I don't wake up at five thirty anymore. I think God's given me some grace there. Praise God. But uh, <laughs> uh, I, the very first thing that I re- the thing that first thing I reach for is the Word of God, and so that's without a doubt. I come in, I sit down in my chair, and we have a conversation. And uh, I read His Word. I listen f- for Him to speak to me. And, uh, and go from there. Sometimes he does. Sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes I just need to, to exercise the discipline. But that's my, that's my routine. I like it. That's really cool. I think it's, I, uh, better, it's better than, um, it's better than having your quiet time in the evening for a couple of reasons. And, I think it's like getting your quiet time at night is like getting ready for battle after the battle is over. Mm. Uh, It's like getting dressed for a football game at halftime. Uh, Want to be ready and equipped. It's like tuning your violin at the end of a concerto. Um, 
you, you just don't do those things. You want to be ready for the day. And if, if you want God to lead you through the day, why not go to him and ask for directions at the beginning of the day, right? Yeah. And so that's, that's kind of mine. Now, I understand there are other people, and I, I don't fault you for that, and I'm not a legalist in that. However, okay, I would say that you're missing some goody by not checking in first. So there's that. I remember, I don't know, it was maybe a time period, I can't remember how long, but you used to say, I'm going to be the first thing to praise God in the mornings. And so you would wake up like before the birds and now about the time that I'm reading my Bible in the morning, the birds are going. And every time I think of that, like they're praising God and, you know, it's just kind of cool to give God that first part of your day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I can remember that. I used to, yeah, that was a that was a big phrase. I'm going to outdo the birds. Yeah, so there you go. Gonna, they're not going to beat me to praise. There you go. Yeah, so. that's really cool. So um, you mentioned the U version app. Do you have any other resources that you use um, whenever you study the Bible? Well, I'm a pastor. Okay, <laughs> so I have a ton. Okay, um, my. Uh, my go-to Bible study materials are a Greek dictionary, uh, a, a, a Greek lexicon. I'm not much on Hebrew. I use those as well. Um, but I love the turning of the words uh, in, in Greek. Um, you don't catch the full meaning of everything in English simply because our, we have one word for love and Greek has three. I think everybody knows that or should know that. And there's, um, and when you translate it into, from Greek into English, um, it, there's a richness to it. Okay. Now that sounds like I'm all smart and everything and I'm not, I'm dumb as a rock. Okay. I, I, my degree at seminary was in religious education. It was in youth psychology. Okay. And so I didn't get any, I had, I had to take systematic theology. I got that, okay? But I didn't take any language courses, uh, and it didn't take a, didn't, they didn't make me take a, a speaking class. So, you know, I'm behind the curveball on all of that as far as uh, being a preacher, that kind of thing, kind of feel handicapped. But what I've picked up on my own is that you can learn those languages or at least be able to translate those languages, looking up those words one word at a time yeah. and God speaks through that in just powerful powerful ways and uh, I just I just think that if you want to be a student of the word if you want to be a student of the Bible uh, you dig and scratch a little further than just the black and white of the Bible itself there are smarter men that have gone before me I can learn from them and so I use commentaries um, but the, uh, the, the, Bi the Bible app is, uh, I'm sorry, the, the Bible uh, dictionaries are what, uh, what I use the most. I've always loved how you're saying, like, I looked this up. Like, you know, it helps me, you know, know that it's okay to look things up. Like, you don't That's have right. to just know everything. Well, I get in trouble. Okay, this is funny. I get in trouble from other preachers because I don't know the order of the books of the Bible. Okay, but I have a table of contents. There's 66 of them. 
I'll find it eventually. Okay. Now that's <laughs> dumb. I understand that. And you're like, you call yourself a preacher and you don't, I kind of got the general idea, but I'm not real sure on the, those minor prophets are really hard to find. Okay. And so sometimes the, the, the table of contents is your best friend. What is Einstein says, never memorize something that you can look up. Okay. Well, the smartest man in the world has to look things up. Okay. I'm okay. I'm entitled. Thank you very much. <laughs> I love that. That's hilarious. Yeah. I like it. So, uh, yeah. So, you know, I look things up. So, um, how do you decide like what you're going to study? So you said you follow a plan, but do you ever like decide like, huh, I want to look more into such and such? Well, because I'm on version, uh, and because I have a lot of friends on version, I see what my friends are looking at. Okay. And those are great suggestions. Um, Sometimes it's topical. Sometimes I have a need that I don't feel like is being addressed in other areas. And so I will go and decide that I want to do a study on grace. And so I'll go to a, the concordance and I'll look at um, the words, the, I'll look up the word grace in every scripture that has something to do with grace. And I will I'll go through that listing and just see what God has to say about grace. Um, and so, you know, those are, that's, those are the ways that I find, um, you know, topics, that kind of thing. Sometimes I get hooked on a book. Uh, I can be a little obsessive compulsive and uh, want more of something. And so I'll read through a book and go, I'm not real sure I got everything that was there. And so I think I'm going to read back through that and I'll, I'll look for, I don't know, I look for patterns. I look for words that are repeated, that kind of thing. I, it's just, I mean, it's just Bible study and just go back over it until you squeeze all the goody out or until you feel like God has got, something different for you to go through. I, like I don't that. sweat it. I'm, there's never a, there's never a time that I'm like, Oh my gosh, I don't know. Have anything. That, no, you just listen and God will direct you. So. That's cool. I like that. So awesome. I feel like you've taught so much in this like short time period. It hasn't been too terribly long, but I, I feel like I've gotten a lot out of it. So okay. I really enjoyed talking to you. Well, you know what? I enjoy talking to my daughter too. So. <laughs> Thanks. But hopefully, so hopefully, some other people will uh, will uh, catch on to this. I think that I have passed on a lot of really cool tools, and you have caught a lot of really cool things. I'm very proud of you, uh, and I think what you're doing is uh, incredibly, incredibly important. Uh, there are there's not enough teaching on spiritual disciplines and how to read the Bible. Um, and I think some of the, some of the, the key things that you have to say are, um, are very good. And the, your, your followers, your audience, I think will benefit greatly from what you have to say. If they'll just listen to you, follow you. Well, thank you. I really yeah. appreciate that. I'm proud of you. As Thank a daddy, you. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thank you.
Thank you. I'm really excited that we got the chance to talk and I hope that everybody enjoyed um, listening. So um, I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for joining me for this conversation with my dad. If you would like to get started on your own personal Bible reading habit, I have a free guide and you can download that at evakaboshik.com slash habit. And I've also got the link in the show notes below. I'm so glad that you joined me and I can't wait to talk with you next week on Bible Study Made Simple.